Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our program. <laughs> Why do we own these DVDs? Your true host, Sean Takaki, and his wife, Diane. Diane and Sean. Yeah. Why do we own these DVDs? Yeah. Why do we own the DVD? Represent Sean Takaki and his wife Diane. Yeah. Just wanna say, why do we own this DVD? Why? Yeah. The hat was off my microphone. Yes, welcome to the podcast. Waiter, there's too much pepper in my paprikash. In your paprikash. So I'm doing her. With her little face she makes. But I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. pie. That line was improvised, the pecan pie one. Cool. You see Meg cool. Ryan looking. Towards Rob Reiner. And he's like, just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Hey, welcome. I'm eating M&M's. Yay, and it's Friday. My favorite day of the week. You know, my favorite day used to be Thursdays. No, now I don't, I don't even like Thursdays anymore. It's all about the fries. My favorite day is... Don't you dare say Sunday. I don't know what favorite I hate day. Sundays. Why are Sundays so awful? Because yeah, the next day is Monday. I know, like the Sunday scaries. That phrase didn't... I didn't see that until this past year. What are the Sunday scaries? Like that Sunday night, you're like, oh, God. You can't enjoy anything because you're like, oh, uh, anyway. Hi, welcome. Welcome, this is a podcast. It's called Why Do We Own This DVD? I'm Diane. That's Sean. I'm having acid reflux. I'm still eating m ms <sighs> We're a married couple and we talk about our DVD collection. That continues to grow. Actually, it hasn't in a while. But there is one I want to... I'm, I, I'm determined to buy... But the Blu-ray is uber expensive because because it's like not available. And the DVD is super cheap, but I'm like, we have a 4K player and a 4K TV. I know it seems like a waste, even though the DVDs it's literally 4.99 on Amazon. What was that one? Ben Hur. The Spider Movie. Arachnophobia. Oh yeah. Hey, Cora, move your butt. Get your butt. But we're not here to talk about arachnophobia. Your big. Fur butt. Move. Or sit down. Your bu- your what butt. movie are we talking about tonight? It had to be you. I was trying to think of, of the alternative titles, and I couldn't think of any of them. Oh, I have a list of them. Yeah. One was like something about friends. Something <laughs> I don't even remember. The one where they don't have sex. I think it was like a friends title. Yeah, I know. Okay. So tonight we're talking about, from 1989, the romantic comedy, When Harry Met Sally, dot, dot, dot. I've seen this movie, I told you, I think once Maybe before. once, you think. Like, I know I've seen it. Yeah. Didn't see it more than once prior to this. And it was just a movie that, I just it just exists and I know sure. enough about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't ever... Remember ever having any kind of 
feelings about it, like any opinion about it. Just, sure. It's a classic rom-com. Yeah, okay. fine. Mm-hmm. Watching it last night, I realized um, it might be one of the greatest written movies. The script is tight. And it might actually even be one of the best directed movies. Like, Rob Reiner is not... When you, when I think of great directors, Rob Reiner isn't there. I real I recognize that he's a good director. He, okay. He made a lot of great things I love. But uh-huh. I don't think... He's not in my short list of greatest directors okay. of all time. Because it, it's been a while. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. But watching it, I'm like, okay, this movie is so well written. Uh-huh. That's it's, all Nora Ephron. And it's, Thank you. It's obviously well directed. Like there's, like I very, I'm not generally aware of a director's choices and things and just direction, and, which is why I've always been, I'm always, clu- I don't want to say clueless, but the, like how people vote on best director for like the Oscars and stuff. I'm like, how do you know? You know, I mean, like, what, you okay. know, what may, just because the movie's good, is that a good director? No, not, not all necessarily. the time, because we've seen where one's nominated, the other's not. Mm-hmm. And then watching this last night, I was like, this is directed well. And it's acted. What I mean, it's such a, it's definitely Everything about of, this movie is top notch, and they make it look so fucking easy. I mean, it's it's literally one of the best movies that I've seen this year for this wow. podcast. Wow. I don't know. What, Better than what, Troy? What, <laughs> <laughs> what have we done this year for Taxi this? Taxi Driver. Yeah, see, even that. I mean, I was like, I mean, the only standout for me for Taxi Driver was Jodie Foster. And you don't walk away from that with the warm fuzzies. And I don't, I'm not going to be like, I want to watch that again right now. Fuck. No. I even talked about Good Will Hunting this movie with my work wife husband Travis about how good it is, and we both agreed. Yeah, he he's also a fan. He's seen. He it. recognizes the the greatness of this movie. Sure, yeah. Um, Rob Reiner has a very interesting career, and if you focus on his first movie, nineteen eighty four through nineteen ninety two, it is outrageous. Really quick. Okay, mm-hmm. he starts with this is Spinal Tap. It's his first movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cult classic. Because wasn't he like a like a comedy actor guy? Like a well, his dad's Carl Reiner. No, no, no. But he I was like a performer, though. Oh, I don't know. Wasn't he? Maybe. Like, I mean, if he any indication of his dad? Did he do like all the some improv group stuff? Well, like, I'm on or? his page, and oh, okay. I just want to talk about his. Okay, hang on. I gotta sneeze. Hang on. Wait. Huh. I want to talk about his. Um, <laughs> Patchouli. <laughs> Eighty-four to ninety-two. So okay. this is Spinal Tap. The Sure Thing, Stand By Me, The Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, A Few Good Men. Like, who has a run like that from your first? Um, what were, so wait, what were the first three movies? Well, this is Spinal mm-hmm. Tap, The Sure Thing, Okay. Stand By Me. Never saw those. Okay. You know I've never seen This is Spinal Tap. And I, I think I knew you haven't seen... Stand by me, which is weird. And I don't know what the sure thing is. Isn't like Robert Downey Jr. in that or something? Oh, know. that sounds familiar. No, John Cusack. Same thing. One of those guys, yeah. John Cusack and Daphne Zuniga. Yeah, I've never seen those three movies. Two of them, I it's people are flabbergasted that I've I mean it's just one of those things because that it just kind of slipped past me and I just never revisited. I can it. understand this is Spinal Tap. 
slipping past you. I don't understand Stand By Me slipping like, past you. Because you're well, the same age as those boys. I've seen many parts of Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've, I think I've even sat and watched parts of Stand By Me while someone else was watching it. <laughs> but Such an odd sentence. But, I mean, I, so, I mean, all I know is they find a dead body. And there's railroad tracks that they walk along. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, and that's a, one of those movies. It's not really the plot. It's the characters. It's River Phoenix and Will Wheaton. And Corey Feldman. And uh, what's his name? Jerry O'Connell. Jer- I kept I kept wanting to say Chris O'Donnell. Jerry O'Connell. Wait. Like, I know it wasn't different. Chris O'Donnell. I, was, I couldn't think of the other blank O name. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, that run from the mid through the, the last half of the 80s was insane. I've seen most. I think I've seen the all of his last Seven or eight movies, or that I read. Yeah, like Princess like, Bride, yeah, Harry Met Sally, yeah, Misery, Few yeah, Good Men. Yeah, do you see North? The fuck is North? Elijah Wood. Then no. <laughs> what the fuck uh, is that? American President. I stopped at Few Good Men because is American President the one with uh, um, Annette Bening and uh, uh, Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Great. Love it's, that one. It's yeah. Well, I because of that movie, I know what the state tree or flower of Virginia is. Oh, the dogwood. Okay. Okay. Is it tree and flower? Um, or West Virginia, whatever they But yeah, it. we're talking about his fifth movie. So he had, at the time, I want to say <clears throat> mediocre success with The Princess Bride. Because remember, that one didn't it, get popular until later. We've talked about that. That's a slow burn. Yeah. We okay. haven't talked about that movie yet. We will. I cannot wait. Um, so I don't want to say that this is like his, his you know, blank check type movie where Princess Bride was a huge hit. And he's like, now I'm going to do, no, I can do this. No, this is what got him a blank check. This is what got him, well, I would say what got him misery. I mean, he already had misery lined up. Yeah, because of that scene. This <laughs> this and misery were like a one-two punch. And, put, a few, and a few good men. That puts Rob I Reiner mean, over the top. And then you get this juggernaut of a few good men. Yeah. And now he's solidified in director. But if you just think of. Marquee of fame. How different each one of these movies are. Starting with Spinal Tap. Mm-hmm. And ending with. Few good men, sure. <laughs> I mean, then you throw in Princess Bride. You got your like fantasy adventure. You got your when Harry met Sally. Your rom com. You have your horror. You have misery. Well, because I mean, I mean, it's, but Princess Bride. I mean, because you're you get you're getting a William Goldman piece. Yeah, and this you're getting a, a you're getting a, Nora, a, a hot commodity in the day too. Mm. You know, I mean, William Goldman. He's not a a household name, but he's a well known name among filmmakers. Though. Yeah, because he in seventies he started doing script doctors and right, right. I mean, it'd be like getting a, a, a Paul Simon play. No. Neil Simon. Neil Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Simon left yeah. Simon and Garfunkel yeah. to start his play career. Or it'd be like getting you know an August Wilson or a, a you know, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so you think that this was just a spectacularly directed. Uh, Visually, it's very captivating. And Which is something you don't always say about a rom-com with, that's mostly dialogue. Because it is lots of just walking and talking. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he did A lot pick, has to do with Nora Ephron and her script. Well, and a lot has to do with just 
New York in the in the autumn. <laughs> this movie kind of started that whole thing. I don't want to say Bef- autumn in New York, but it's New Which York in the autumn. Which is a complete... And then you get, you know, Meg Ryan, who... She's never been, like, one of my... I don't want to say... One of your chicks? I don't want to say, like, my fantasy women, but she's never been, like... Like, for me, it was, like, Helen Hunt. Okay. That kind of thing. Like, I've always recognized the cuteness of Meg Ryan. Sure. She's Everyone has. fucking adorable. Yeah, that's, they go hand in hand. In this movie, she is painfully cute. <laughs> it hurts. Like, I ached for Meg Ryan. <laughs> like, late You're 80s... You're supposed to. Meg Ryan, I would have killed for. Oh. Oh, <laughs> huh. I don't know if I, I think I may have told you once. Did you kill someone? No. What the I, hell? That's an odd segue. No, no, no. I have Meg Ryan's phone number. I Do you remember that? like that, but that because I sounds to, kind of familiar. One of the Russians I worked at, we had A-list clientele often. Okay. Yeah. And I had to have her number in case she had requests. Or I, I had to, because I... You don't have it anymore. I still have it. Oh, scary. I doubt it works. No, I'm sure it's not even her direct number. I'm sure it's like either a service or her. I dare you. One of her handlers. I dare you. But I do have her number or I have a phone number and her name in my phone. And it's just stayed on my contact list. Yeah, that's why not. Why get rid of that? But, but yeah. Um. But in this movie, she's. And really, she wasn't that big of a star. Mm-mm. She She'd was in Top Gun. Things. She had a small role in Top mm-hmm. Gun. Mm-hmm. What, three years before this? I honestly couldn't tell. I'd have to look it up to see what else was between that, if anything. But she wasn't a household name. No. This made her a household name. And then we just get a string of Meg Ryan romantic comedies for a while. Which she was... I mean, it was like her and Julia Roberts were like the queens of the rom-com. Two totally different types of people. Mm. And you get two different types of rom-coms. Yeah. But the ones Meg Ryan did were perfect for her. And the ones Julia Roberts did were perfect for her. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't interchange the two of them. No, I mean, Meg Ryan and Pretty Woman? Yeah. You couldn't. And Or Meg Ryan and My Best Friend's Wedding. It would be a different friend. She'd be a different friend. Mm. You know, she wouldn't be the Julia Roberts role. She would, you know. I mean, I'm not saying she'd be like she'd be Cameron Diaz. I'm not saying she'd be the Cameron Diaz either. That's it would not just the one be, I want to buy. It would be a different. It'd be a different role. I mean, <clears throat> you would end up with a different type of friend. <laughs> and Cameron Diaz wasn't even her friend. She was her it friend's was, wife. Well, it, it was a Dermot Mulroney. I would say Rupert Everett. It was Dermot Mulroney. Yeah, Rupert is the other friend. There's the scene-stealing friend. Oh, my yes. God. He stole that movie. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Okay, so, directed by Rob Reiner, written by Nora Ephron. Um, Who shot this? Do you remember? I, I, sh- sh- uh, sh- yeah, sh- Barry Sonnenfeld. Oh, yeah, Barry Sonnenfeld. That's... The director of Men in Black. That's right. That also is very telling because, I mean, he's very good. He's a very good shooter. That's not dangerous. <laughs> I mean... Um... That's right. So Columbia Pictures released this movie using the platform technique. Do you know what that is? The what? Platform technique when movies are released. So they just open it in a couple cities. Mm -hmm. 
and then let positive like word of mouth mm-hmm. get around and then expanding the distribution over, they, over they, many They gauge weeks. their gamble by how well it yeah, does. Yeah, so they start off very small and if it gets word of mouth and they're rather, okay, rather more, than, more, more. Rather than a thousand screens off the bat, we'll do 20 yeah. screens. So on its opening weekend, and I know I'm already getting into box office, but it's fine. on its opening weekend, it grossed just over a million dollars in 41 theaters. And then this, um, had the second highest grossing opening weekend for a film. On oh, this made it have the second highest grossing weekend mm-hmm. for a film on fewer than fifty screens behind Star Wars in nineteen seventy seven. Cool. Um, so that doesn't give away the box office. I just wanted to <clears throat> say it started off again. Well, very, I know the box small. office was at least a million dollars then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gives me a starting so point. If you think forty one theaters, that's less than one theater per state. Well, I mean, you figure it's... I'm saying, it, like, there's... Okay, let's say there's... They did... If you I opened can, one I, I would theater... I they did New York, Chicago, L.A., Miami. Miami? Or, Is that a well, hot spot? I mean, somewhere in Florida. Yeah. Florida can screw itself. Uh, yeah, I don't think they get Of course get they can. I don't think they get movies. They did, you know... I don't want to guess, but if you even if you were to say, okay, each state gets one theater, like that's not even that. That's how yeah. forty one might sound like a lot when I say it. It's not because movies usually open around between two and three thousand. <laughs> they could have just done. If you vote blue, you get a theater. You get, you'll get a print of this movie. <laughs> uh, so this story, uh, Harry Sally, follows the title characters from the time they meet in Chicago. Just before sharing a cross-country drive through, and then through 12 years of chance encounters in New York City, the film raises the question, can men and women ever just be friends? And advances many ideas about relationships that become household concepts, such as high maintenance and the transitional person. A.K.A. the rebound. Yeah. He's also made the transitional person. Um... Yeah, the origins of this movie um, kind of started with after Rob Reiner got divorced. Mm-hmm. He divorced Patty, uh, Penny, Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall, yeah. Not Patty Marshall. Penny Marshall. And this was kind of like his return to single life. Mm-hmm. So his, he, B- Billy Crystal's character. Um, An odd choice for a leading man in a... Very. In a... In a while it is a, a, a comedy, it's still a, 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 a I want to say a serious role, but I mean it's not a it's not a goofy role. I mean, some parts are, you know, but he's he has to play it relatively straight. I mean, I mean, he has to act like a man who's just got a divorce because he has to act. He can't just clown. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and he and he pulls an, it off, and then it's an, and it is an odd choice. Because he's not, he doesn't have the look of a leading man for one thing. <laughs> he's a weird, no. it, it would be like if you had Jeff Goldblum as your leading man, and you do in like fly. But a lot uh, of women find Jeff Goldblum sexy in a weird way. Yeah, because he's tall. Yeah. Billy Crystal is, is like four feet tall. Well, uh, he might be five. In a- in a, this is <laughs> after Princess Bride. <laughs> I mean, you see his character in Princess Bride, and then suddenly he's playing this. Yeah, that's, I mean, Princess Bride is like, that's, you would think that's the extent of his range and the type of character he should be doing. Yeah. A weird, 
little magician. <laughs> I mean, he's he's not a weird little magician in this in this movie. He's a fucking playboy in this movie, which is yeah. so weird. Because I mean, what I think of Billy Crystal, I mean, I think Oscar host, I think City Slickers. He's, you think song I and think, dance man and I think jokes. Miracle Max. When this is the last, even though I've seen this handful of times, this is like the last thing I think of be, just because of the role. It doesn't match, but yet he's perfect in it. I mean, like you, it's you believe like, every, you believe it. And it's, if you look at like someone like Tom Hanks, who, who was started out in comedy, who he was offered this role. buddies. And then he does like Philadelphia and he does yeah. saving private. I mean, he does. Everything across the board, he's not the same as a Billy Crystal type, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Tom Hanks in this role would have, it would have been probably perfect, but yeah. Well, it's because it's big, right? Because they do go hand in hand, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, if if this was the first of those for the two of them, it'd be like, oh yeah, it makes perfect sense in retrospect. Mm. But you get... Billy Crystal. I mean, it's... But you believe yeah. her relationship with him. Yeah. Because he he has the proper level of unlikability also. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sorry. I'm getting a drink. And then... But I mean, and... the I think the one of the bigger things, though, is the writing. Because it's... It gives him the right level of snarkiness. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, Nora Ephron's a, an amazing writer. Yeah. Her, she she can give you the humor and she gives you that sharp kind of wit. Dorothy Parker sort of bite. Uh-huh. But I mean, and it's just the, the, um, the wittiness is just, it's overflowing. And it's so smart. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 <clears throat> the work of a genius. So she interviewed Rob Reiner just to get a basis for the character of Harry. Mm -hmm, she would just sit mm -hmm. down and just talk to him because this was was Nora Ephron. Was she primarily a screenwriter, or was she a novelist? Didn't she write a couple? Uh, kind of everything she directed because Blink Check did a series on mm -hmm, her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I mean, she was, I mean, her, when she wrote, it was screenwriting, right? plays, yeah. But yeah, she interviewed Rob Reiner, um, and then Sally was based on herself, and then mm -hmm. some of her friends, kind of. That part I've known, because I know she would order the way that yeah. Sally orders in this yeah, movie. on the side, which no one even bats an eye at <laughs> well, like, in 2021. I mean, and the very telling line is, well, it's just, I want it how I want it. Yeah, and she said that. Yeah. Because Rob Reiner made a comment and she's like, well, I just want it how I want put it. Put that in there. And then they put that in the movie. <laughs> um, so when Billy Crystal came on board, he made his own contributions to the screenplay mm -hmm. uh, to make him funnier. Which you know what I think? You can see that. Him in this role would be like Robin Williams in this role. Oh. You know? Like, it doesn't, it shouldn't fit. I can't see Robin Williams in this role. Because it's hard to see Robin Williams serious when he's that young. Well, this is the same year as Dead Poet Society. 
Not to be confused with school ties. No, that's three years later. Yeah, this is the same year as Dead Poet Society. Serious role. But not a romantic role. Right. And I'm not saying that Robin Williams couldn't do a romantic role. He definitely does. Billy Crystal's so good in this movie that I can only no, imagine. I know. Robin Williams Crystal. definitely does the the loner aspect of a he Robin Williams needs to be alone. Like his characters need to be hmm. alone. And they are. You don't ever see him with a spouse, really. Even in what dreams may come, they take his spouse away. They take that away. But he's no he's not with anyone in, in Goodwill Hunting. He's not with anyone in Dead yeah. Poet Society. He's All not with dead. anyone in 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 one hour photo. Aladdin. Patch Adams. I don't I've never seen that. Mrs. Delphire. Yeah. I mean, they take his wife. Take away. his wife. Pierce Brosnan. They got give it his to wife. Pierce Brosnan. Which understandable, Sally Field. I totally get it. <laughs> Oots, get it. <laughs> but Billy Crystal is plays a good husband. He because he looks practical. He looks attainable, and he looks so easily beat down. <laughs> wow! And when he's in his doldrums, I'm like, yeah, that, in that, his that big fits. empty apartment. Yeah, I'm just gonna practice groaning. <laughs> 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 Ah. Uh, and um, a lot of the dialogue in the movie is based on the real life friendship between Rob Reiner and Rob Billy Reiner Crystal. and Billy Crystal. She would just pick up on it and just write it. Um. So yeah. So let's talk about our cast. We have already. That's started. an amazing cast. It's pretty. It's pretty strong. Great. Um. Of course, Billy Crystal is Harry Burns. Meg Ryan is Sally Albright. Um. Carrie Fisher as Marie, Sally's friend. And another instance oh. where I'm like, okay, I have the hots for mid 80s, late 80s. Late Carrie 80s Fisher. Carrie Fisher is nothing to snap at. I wouldn't think I would, but I mean. It's Carrie she, Fisher. I mean, when she was a. I mean, this is just six years after Return of the Jedi. No, I know. It's not like a and, huge amount of time has passed. She's to me. She's never been like, oh my god, she's so hot. She's so hot. You know, she's not always even she's, in her bikini. No, not even then. She's, but I mean, it's, it's the way she's presented in this movie where I'm like, oh, she's gorgeous. Yeah, and she's so fucking funny. Her and and feisty Bruno Kirby are like the greatest when they're in friend when characters. they were like in bed together. Mm-hmm. My heart almost exploded because I'm like, oh, and they because they're both gone, yeah. And I mean, like that is how I want to remember them. Oh, just loving each other in bed. Please tell me I never have to go out there yeah. again. You never have to go yeah. out there again. <laughs> Even when, like, when they like when when, as if when they're on the phone call, yeah. Oh my god, I'm laughing and my heart is just dying. Sixty takes. Sixty one. Yeah. Well, you know. I read that piece of trivia too. Yeah. I want to know how they did that. And I, because I Googled that. Yeah, I have that it. That scene. And I'm like, how did they? Yeah. Three sets. Yeah. Simultaneously. Sim- simultaneously. Simultaneously. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, Carrie Fisher is Marie. Bruno Kirby is Jess. Jess is um, Harry's friend. I didn't realize he died of leukemia. Oh, 57. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't either. I Michelle didn't Nicastro died at 50. 50. Yeah, she plays. She was gorgeous, too. Uh, Amanda. Very small. Amanda role. Reese. Amanda Reese. Amanda <laughs> Rice. Reese. That's what I said. I said Reese. <laughs> That's why. You know who Bill. Stephen Ford as Joe. You know who Stephen Ford is? Yeah, uh, Joe Ford's son. You read the same trivia no, as known me. J- no, mm. I know who Stephen Ford is. I didn't know who Stephen Ford is. Yeah. Was. I was like, oh, Gerald Ford's son? It's random. Joe. Joe. <laughs> Joe is uh, Sally's boyfriend for a small amount of time. They break up. And it's not really an important... <laughs> Oh, you've been dating three weeks? Almost a month. Oh, yeah. Wait, how, how did you how know? Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's right about the airport thing. I mean... Yeah. Don't ever drop anyone off at the airport. Yeah. Because I'm like, why don't you ever drop me off at the airport anymore? <laughs> so many good one-liners. Um, Kevin Rooney is Ira Stone. <laughs> Very small role. Harley Kozak, which I swear is Harley Jane Kozak in other movies, like Arachnophobia. Okay. As Helen, Harry's ex-wife. Again, just one scene mm-hmm. at the Sharper, in- Sharper Image. Mm-hmm. Was Sharper Image uh, became a thing after this movie? Was it a thing before this? Because It certainly was in LA. Like, I think it was a... Pre-89? Bi- I think it was definitely like a bi-coastal metropolitan thing. I mean, I don't remember because I was 10. I think it was like it was definitely like a big city thing, probably. Well, I'm just wondering, like, if it kind of Sharper exploded. Image and Brookstone were the two like. To me, they seem like newer stores, they were so like I the don't two know. G- like, cutting edge gadget yeah. stores. Yeah, I, I was mean, wa- I was wondering if like overpriced nicknames. Sharper Image became more popular after this movie because people were like, "Look at this weird shit in this store." And I do like that they ended buying a fucking plant. Uh huh. He the gets the store? voice box, voice machine. Isn't that just a karaoke machine? The singing machine. The singing machine? Yeah. Yeah. The fringe on top. Uh, so Rob Reiner, he originally wanted Susan Day, the role of Sally Albright. You know who Susan Day is? I know the D-E-Y, right? Mm-hmm. I know the name. She played Lori Partridge on The Partridge Family. Oh, okay. And she was on L.A. Law. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this would have been during L.A. Law run. So she would have been, I don't say, famous. To me, she's just Lori Partridge. But um, she declined. Then he asked um, Elizabeth Perkins. Elizabeth Perkins. And then Elizabeth McGovern. Elizabeth Perkins... Was in, oh, I mean, lots of 80s, 80s movies. Elizabeth, Elizabeth McGovern, she was in 80s movies, but she's also in Downton Abbey. Oh. The mom. Oh, okay. Okay. Mrs. Downton. <laughs> I don't know what their fucking name is. What is Mrs. Abbey. I don't remember their name. Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Molly Ringwald. But um, I she thought was she doing, almost got it. She almost got it, but she was. Her schedule didn't work. Oh, okay. She ended up playing the role on Broadway. That, oh, yeah. I, with yep, yep, Luke yep. Perry. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like 15 years ago or something? 2004. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. I can't do math. 17 years ago? Wow. Um, then Meg Ryan actually convinced Rob Reiner to give her the role. 
she kind of had to fight for it. Good. Well, well earned. I so guess. some of the titles. Um, Just Friends. That's the one I was thinking of. Plain Melancholy Baby. You know what? No, you know what? Baby, Baby Fish, Fish Mouth. Mouth. I want to put that as like my Twitter biography. My Twitter bio, Baby Fish Mouth. Um, Boy Meets Girl, Blue Moon, Words of Love, It Had to Be You, Harry, This is Sally, and How They Met. How They Met was like kind of in the running. And they ended up with this. I remember re- reading that <laughs> she doesn't like Harry when Harry met Sally. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, as the title. Well, she never did. How they met was, I think, her. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I feel like this is a compromise between two of those titles. I like it had to be you, just because that's the song that kind of. But then, I mean, I don't know. It's such an iconic title, and you don't have movies with this kind of title anywhere. Okay, it kind of stands out. Okay, and with that ellipses in there. It kind of leaves more to the imagination. Like, oh, what happened when they did meet? I don't know. So, you know, the the parts of the married couples throughout the movie, they have the old married couples telling how they met. Mm-hmm. And how they met. There's that title. Um, they were real stories that Rob Reiner collected, but they were actors. Oh, like just recreating the stories. Yeah. Re- so the stories they tell are real. These are, they're drama- dramatizations. Yeah. Like which it should say. Actor portrayal. Actor portrayal on <laughs> yeah. the bottom. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's, some of the cutest moments in the movie are those little scenes. I mean... It just makes you believe in the whole marriage I I think thing. all those couples might be the best actors in the movie because they look like they truly believe these stories are telling, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like when that old lady's like... When that one old lady's just keep constantly correcting... Or she's talking Filling over in, him. Yeah. And <laughs> like, that is so perfect. <laughs> yeah. I thought they're just adorable. Um, oh, my God. There's spit on my screen. <laughs> Sorry. Gross. COVID. So, yeah, we were talking. There's that scene where all four of the characters are talking to each other on different phones. We have Billy Crystal in one location. I'll say, Harry's in one location. Marie and Jess are in one location together, and Sally is in one location. Mm-hmm. So we have three locations, four conversations. Or I mean, four phones. Four phones because Jess, Jess still has his own phone, which is the funniest, very high tech. Two landlines. <laughs> so um, Rob Reiner explained the whole thing. He said we had three different sets: one where Bruno and Carrie were. A separate set where Billy was and a third where Meg was. It was all on the same soundstage. Weren't the phones connected to <clears throat> They were actually talking to each other. I think so. Phone. He's like, it's almost like doing a recording in a studio. The phones are all hooked up to each other. Oh, yeah. There are no cuts. Yeah. And if you notice, if, some, if somebody makes a mistake and it's a three to four page scene, you can't cover it. You can't cut away to anything. Mm-hmm. You have to do it all over again. And I think Bruno fucked up like the very last 57 second. or something. The very last moment of like one of the big scenes. Yeah, they've one of the done scenes. it perfectly and then like he screwed up. Like his, his last line or something. Oh my God. I can't imagine. <laughs> but I can I they pull it off. I I 
I would love to have or to find some like reminiscence of Carrie Fisher about that because she would be the best storyteller for that for this. Yeah, scene. She's written you know. books. Read. Like, I want to know how mad she got <laughs> when Bruno Kirby I fucks read up his last line. The um, postcard from the, the Princess Inch. Diary. Oh. <laughs> what she wrote was one her last one that she ever wrote, where she revealed the whole Harrison Ford. Oh, uh huh. Uh-huh. Affair. It was so. I mean, it was good. It's really interesting because mm-hmm. she just has an interesting life. But the stuff with Harrison Ford made me so sad because she, she was totally in love with him mm-hmm. and just, and he was so much older and, you know, and yeah. it's, it, it doesn't give you a creepy feeling when you're reading it because you're like, well, it's Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be creeped out by this relationship, but just her, how young she really was and how much she looked up to him and yeah and how cavalier he was and i mean he was han solo well yeah i mean he was very close to that character and it's just it just it, it didn't make me like oh too bad they did it together it just made me like kind of just feel bad for her you know sure not like i didn't i don't know it's hard to explain but she might I'm sure there's a book out there where she talks about some of her other roles. So one of my favorite scenes, the wind, the wind loser draw scene, baby fish mouth. The whole scene was improvised. Draw any, <laughs> draw something that looks like anything. <laughs> the whole scene was improvised and you can tell, and that's what makes it so great because you know, they gave Meg Ryan, okay, draw baby talk. And so she's she's really trying to draw, and you have Bruno Kirby. I hope you find a sound clip of this. I'm sure I will. yelling the most ridiculous ba- ba- baby lips, ba- ba- <laughs> baby fish. <laughs> and I mean, you see, um, the girl next to him just laughing. You know, like she can't. How can you not? And, but it fits because who wouldn't be laughing if they're really playing that game anyway? It's a monkey. It's a monkey. A monkey see monkey do. It's, a, it's an ape. Going ape. It's a baby. Planet of the apes. Planet of the apes. She just said it's a baby. How about Planet of the Dopes? It doesn't look like a baby. But, a big mouth. Big, uh, Mick Jagger is a baby. Baby ape. Baby ape. Stop with the apes, would you uh, please? Baby's breath. Baby. Ba- Rosemary's baby's baby, mouth. Baby. Won't you come home, Bill? Baby, baby, kiss the baby. Melancholy baby's mouth. Baby fish, baby fish mouth. Baby fish mouth. Fifteen seconds. A big baby. Baby boom. Baby. Draw something resembling anything. Baby, crying baby, kiss the baby. Baby spitting up. Exorcist baby. Baby. Yes, sir. That's my baby. No, sir. Don't mean maybe. That's it. Time's up. Baby talk. Baby talk. What's that? That's not a saying. Oh, but baby fish mouth is sweeping the nation. <laughs> I hear him talking. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love that scene. I do love Bruno Kirby. Mm-hmm. I mean... I can't think of what else he's been in off the top of slickers. my head. Oh, duh. Yeah. yeah. And I guess he he wasn't in City Slickers too. Was he sick? Not, not because him and Billy Crystal had a feud, allegedly. Oh, was that the... He was terribly allergic to horses and needed an allergy shot every day. So he's like, I can't go through that again. (laughs) Yeah. um, Tragically. Good morning, Vietnam. I mean, he was fucking... God. Tragically, 
three of the principals died young. We are, you know, talked about Bruno Kirby. Nora Ephron was 71 when mm. she died. She was the oldest of the... Carrie Fisher died at age 60. Yeah. Michelle Nicastro at 50. Mm-hmm. Of like breast cancer, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same with Nora Ephron. I don't I actually don't know what kind of cancer. Ugh, depressing. It still is weird that Carrie Fisher is, is no longer yeah. no here. That's probably the weirdest one. And that one, I mean, it's been five years almost. Just weird. Part because she was, she's still such a presence because Star Wars is still kind of everywhere. What was she? she was 60? 61? 60. 60, yeah. That is far <clears throat> too young. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. She should have another 30 years. I mean, really, all of them should still be, you know. Like, Nora Ephron should still be, you know, queen of the screenwriters. and I would like to think that she'd be retired and living in her Upper West Side New York apartment, just walking in Central she Park. She would never not want to stop writing. Maybe. Wait, what did I just say? Never she not would, stop. She would never, never stop never, popping. Yeah, there's, I mean, she'd be writing something. So... Talk about the restaurant scene. <laughs> Everyone knows the restaurant scene, even if you haven't seen this What's movie. What's the name of that diner? Cat's, Cat's Deli. Yeah. You haven't seen this movie. You know this scene. Or Harry and Sally are talking about sex, and he's saying how good he is at it. And he can tell because of the woman's reaction. And she's like, mm, probably faking it. And he's like, no. Have you heard the stories of like the test screenings? How no. like Rob Reiner's told it. Like I know Rob Reiner, he first, he did it first. Yeah, he had to show. To show what was going to happen. Everyone was, yeah. And Meg Ryan had to do that take more than once. But I guess in test screenings, like the women dying laughing, men completely silent. Yeah, like just in shock. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Wait, they can do that? <laughs> what? Um. Yeah, so originally in the script, it was them just having that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was Meg Ryan's idea to, she's like, why don't I actually just fake one right now? Yeah. Um, and so she does. And I don't know how she, how she does it without feeling just completely embarrassed. You know what I mean? There's people there watching. I mean, you would, feel, you would feel 100% exposed. I guess if you if it's your fifth time having to do it, you're probably like, well, I'm just. I mean, I, I think it point. would help if you got everyone around you just to laugh a few times too. Yeah, and with Rob Reiner, had to do it too. You know, just to you know, they would be quietly cheering you on too. I mean, yeah. And I mean, then I mean, you would do it almost as like a a, a party trick, almost. Yeah, like a little, you know. <laughs> That's Meg Ryan's party trick. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the line, "I'll have what she's having." Uh, spoken by Rob Reiner's mom. <laughs> so, was that Billy Crystal's idea? It was Crystal's Chris, idea, Billy Crystal's yeah. line. He thought of the line. Rob Reiner's mom said it. And then at the actual deli, there's a sign at mm-hmm. the booth that says, Where Harry met Sally. I hope you had what she had. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you have what she had. And what did she have? She had a turkey sandwich. She's taking all the turkey off. I love it. <laughs> and then you see her eat it. It's like one it's piece of turkey. One slice of turkey. And, yeah. Uh, it made me want to go to a deli, though. Just made me miss just 
going to like a sandwich shop and just mm-hmm. getting a big old deli sandwich. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt like last night watching it. I was like, mm, delis. <sighs> so the script originally ended with them remaining just friends and not getting, that's how Nora Ephron wanted it. She mm-hmm. thought it was um, the true ending. But okay. she realized it'd be a more like appropriate ending for them to get together and it would be a, it would be a more cinematic ending yeah not necessarily more realistic but because i mean the whole time they're they're sort of mimicking casablanca it's it's well it's, it's kind of a theme, through line it's themed on casablanca a lot. yeah because they're watching it together a lot of times so i mean and they don't get together <laughs> i love when he calls she's like what are you, what are you doing watching casablanca what channel yeah yeah or like whatever. 11. 11. he's like thank you <laughs> uh, which, which they're you... actually watching channel seven Whoa. the tv's to channel seven uh-huh. and when billy crystal's watching the rock and eve uh-huh he's watching a tape of it because he's tv's on channel three. Oh god <laughs> i like that you noticed that <laughs> but yeah they nora yeah she decided to have them get together because, yeah, it is a more cinematic, and it's a satisfying ending. No but, one wants... But, and Billy's line, that scene is amazing. It... I love that you call it at feel, 71 degrees. If you don't feel any kind of emotion during that scene, then what are you even? Yeah. I love that you get cold at 71, 71. degrees. <laughs> all this stuff. And, yeah, because he thought you, of all when that. When you fall in love with someone, you want your life to start right away or whatever and you, yeah and you and you or he's like and you want it to start as soon as possible yeah like that's when your life starts and you want it to start as soon as possible or like I, you're the last person i want to talk to before i go to bed yeah. or whatever and yeah it's so how can how can she not you know and yeah. i don't want to put that pressure on her i mean no, she doesn't she doesn't but she does in this movie that she i hate you i hate you i do like the I mean, one of the endearing traits about Carrie Fisher's character, mm. even if she is, her whole, her whole mo, is to steal someone else's. She's husband. the other woman. Yeah, I mean, she's, and it's not working out for her. And when she sees Harry eyeballing Sally in the bookstore, she doesn't try to take him. She is like the mm. ultimate wingman. She's. She's yeah. gone. She leaves. Yeah. She's walking down the steps. You know? Yeah. Like that, you don't see that on screen. You would, like, it, this would not be, you would not see that in, like, Sex in the City. Or I can't think yeah. of it. You would see her. She'd be moving in on Harry. Like, flirting with Harry yeah. and seeing how that went. Oh, my God. Oh. Speaking huh. of. <laughs> when Jess is like, I don't want to walk anymore. He gets a cab. I'll go with you. And they, they jump run into off. the cab and it speeds off. It's I, like I had forgotten that scene existed. And they're both standing there. I like, laughed so goddamn hard. <laughs> yeah. I found myself laughing very hard multiple times. Good. When you, Sally is distraught oh. over Joe getting yeah. married. We'll talk about that scene. Holy shit. That made She finds my, out Joe That made my whole fucking night. <laughs> Because she's so good at that. And so is Julia And Robert. it's the first time... He, Rom-com... In, in Sally... Actresses. I mean, in uh, Meg Ryan's career, that's the first time I think you see that happen, where she pulls that character out. Because you see it a, a few times 
later in her career, but yeah, like but I think this is you got mail. I think this is her first look at this character that I'm gonna, like it. I look at it. I think the way Billy Crystal approached this movie was a series of skits. Hmm. Everything, every scene he's in, he's doing a skit. Paprikash. I mean, he's doing skits. Okay. You know, right. he's a skit guy. He's a you yeah, know. yeah, but, yeah. So I mean, that's how I kind of looked at this movie. Okay. Each scene is, it's an independent little, a mm. little vignette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're all like the same actor, but they're all doing different characters. Yes. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So. For Meg Ryan, distraught Sally is a different character, and she's mm. gonna do. Here's what I'm. Here's what I'm gonna show you guys. And so she has the crying character, which is fucking amazing, because she is not afraid to ugly cry. And I and love look, her fucking giant poodle hair. She's got the curliest hair. Like know. her hair has different phases in this movie. Obviously, that her hair in the Fair, beginning of the movie, Farrah Fawcett hair. It was. Yeah, based on Farrah Fawcett's hair. Oh, was it actually? Yeah, it was. Because it was 100% Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, 1977, this movie starts. And she's got great fucking hair. And then then it's like that short, I did like when she's like that bleached blonde in the airport. With a short? Oh, I didn't. No, I mean, it looked weird. And like, I I don't like that look on her. That's her worst hair. But I liked that they did that look on her. Because she's been with Joe. Because it's supposed to be like a more conservative kind of yeah. series. Looks like a young she's, Republican. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's and talking it, to Joe. And it was actually straight up Children of the Corn. Scary. <laughs> um, it was and then she blonde. has like the perm with the bangs. Yeah. But yeah, and then the, the scene where she finds out about Joe is getting married and her hair is so fucking curly. It's the permiest perm. It's, oh my God. It's show dog perm. And she's a goddamn mess and Kleenex is flying everywhere. She blows the once best. and throws it. And, um, what do you think about how, what happened with them during that scene where they end up sleeping together? And A hundred percent believable. Sure. I mean, I'm like, yeah, that's... The logical conclusion to this scene, to this, mm-hmm. to this skit, yeah, and it freaks the fuck out of him. I <laughs> when he's just lying there, big old wide eyes, and he's just that uh, look of uh oh, <laughs> total fear on his on his face. You want some yeah. water? No, I'm good. Sure, I'm gonna, I'm getting up anyway. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like in seventh heaven at that moment. It's not really when she sits up and she's naked and she puts her robe on. That's hot, Meg Ryan. Oh, she has okay. like the perfect back. You say that as I have bug bites on the back of my back. I feel bad about myself now. Thanks. Okay. I think a bug bit me when I was sleeping. I got a couple of bug bites on my back. I hope you're not inferring we had bed bugs. Well, I'm gonna wash the sheets tomorrow, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh huh. Like, oh, okay. That's hot. Okay. That, that might be the one and only time I've ever found Meg Ryan hot. Because she was half naked? No, because, I mean, I don't know. It was just something, it was something very sensual about just her sitting up and just seeing her her back. I mean, there's nothing sexual about it, really. It's just a, a back, and she puts on her robe quickly. It's just a back. And it's a, you know she's naked in the front, of too. A, and it's kind of a ratty robe. I mean, it's, it's like a terry it's her, cloth. It's her comfy robe. Yeah. 
We all it's have not, one. It's not a showy robe. Yeah, it's her comfy robe she wears when she's... But, I mean, she does have that perfect glow in her face. Mm-hmm. The afterglow. I mean, she's got that big, goofy smile. I'm like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. she's gorgeous. She's... What about when she's wearing, like, New Year's Eve party? She's got the Her New Year's Eve dresses are amazing. Both of them? Because we have two New Year's. like a dark green one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which was great. I can't remember the other one. <sighs> Black? Because she... What's the last the, one? At the end is that dark green one, isn't is it? Is it? It might be. It's like a bigger, kind of almost like a, like a looks kind of velvety. I mean. Mm, I'd have to Google it. If you want to keep talking, I don't know. Doesn't but matter. I mean, she's got some great looks though throughout this movie. She has her Diane Keaton look when they're walking through the yeah, fall foliage little, with her hat with her, her hat. gloves and her long coat and her big pants. Uh-huh. She's got them great high-waisted jeans. Do I dare click on When Harry Became Sally? No, don't do that. It's a different movie. Don't ruin this. Well, it's probably just a different story using that kind of channel. Oh, Oh, wait. It's not a... When Harry Became Sally. Okay. It's not... Okay. Maybe it's a documentary. I'm just looking for pictures of her dress. Uh, clothes. I mean, she's got them high-waisted jeans. <laughs> you know, low-waisted jeans are coming back. Yeah. What's the big deal? Over my... God damn dead body. I don't see the big deal about low-waisted jeans. Well, you've never had to wear them. No, I know. I mean, I don't see the appeal. There's no appeal. I know. But for some reason, Gen Z is like, ooh, these are cool. And everyone like my age, around my age, are probably like, fuck you. We're never wearing those things again. Yeah. I'm not starving myself again. The, anyway, I, so I'm all for her high-waisted jeans. Billy Crystal's got, oh, I loved it. That look. I feel like I need to like tuck in all my with sweaters the, now. The tucked in blouse, tucked in sweaters, or sweater, whatever she had. Fuck yeah! I'm like I'm and gonna then, start tucking in my sweaters. And Billy Crystal with his Chris Evans yeah, sweater. Yeah, I just clicked on his Chris Evans sweater. Fucking a man. And her, they both kind of have Chris Evans. Hers is just happens to be red. But they're yeah, the, cab- the cable is, knit. His is a hundred percent Chris Evans sweater from Lives Out. Who wore it better? Chris Evans. Yep. Come Hello. on, talk about hot. Hello. God damn it. <laughs> 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 Funny. Um, well, there's this one. Which one is that? I don't remember. Oh, I don't know. Because that one has sleep. That's the wedding reception one. And there's that one. That's that one, one I, I like. really like. Off the shoulder. Yeah. yeah, she looks great. When the, I think the most, the, my favorite Sally moment, though, is when they're fighting in the kitchen of the wedding reception uh-huh and she goes fuck you you know she said that word twice when they're, when they're talking about like sex on the porch or whatever like is that how you do your relationship you, yeah. you're you yeah, yeah. you fuck them but they wouldn't say that in a pg-13 movie today at but when, all but when she says fuck you and slaps yeah. him i was like holy shit that is badass because you wouldn't have that in a pg-13 that's movie. my favorite meg ryan moment they don't use that word like that anymore. The 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 venom in her delivery, yeah. was palpable. Yeah, like I got scared. Yeah, and I totally. got and I got so excited. I was like, <laughs> my my reaction was, "Thank God that's not me." Because if, if Meg Ryan, <laughs> I ever, would pee my pants. If Meg Ryan ever said "fuck you" to me. And not in a joking way, if in that way, oh, God. my heart would be broken. I would be like, I, 
my life is over. Yeah. I've ruined <laughs> my Meg Ryan experience. But the fact that she says it. Well, don't call her. The fact please. that she says it to Billy Crystal and then slaps him. Yeah. Looked like a real slap. Looked like a real slap. That was good. I never know. It, if it was a real slap, there would be a handprint on his face. With you the, think so? With a force that she. Oh, yeah. But we don't really see that side, though, because he turns. He, he you know. does turn, and you see, I mean, it'd be red. Okay. Well, still but believable. When she, del- I mean, oh, it yeah. was it was like when when Malfoy says Potter, <laughs> the, the wind up to that was amazing. Uh, wow. Oh yeah, there she is, tucked in shirt again. Yeah, there's her high waisted high waisted jeans. jeans. She looks Great. comfy. The fucking wagon wheel coffee I know, table. You know. <laughs> I noticed her glasses in this movie. There's her glasses. Looks like Kira's. Same glasses as our daughter has. Yeah. Because some styles do come back. Yeah, sure. Hmm. Yeah, this article, How to Dress Like Sally Albright. Albright. Easy. Just go to a thrift store. Find some tapered pants. You know their friend hmm. Alice? Mm-hmm. She was at... The, the, always having brunch with them or whatever? Yeah. She reminded me of uh, the Irish lady from Men in Black, uh, Edgar's wife, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's wife. <laughs> she reminded me of her. Oh, she's so funny. But this I lady, don't... this uh, uh, LJ uh, 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 something. Shit. I can't remember what her last name is now. Perkin? Par- per- Parker? 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 I don't remember. So, I'm sorry, I clicked on the article, How to Dress Like Sally Albright, oh, and it just a bunch of girls wearing jeans that don't look like they're from 1989 with their sweaters tucked in, and they don't look anything like Meg Ryan. So, dumb article. <laughs> um, Lisa Jane Persky, L.J. Persky, okay. is Alice. Okay. Perky's. Persky, but okay. I know. Um, oof. What else? Uh, I mean, there's so many, like, just great scenes. The batting cage scene was enjoying, is enjoyable because Billy Crystal's shitty in the batting cage. Do you think he really is left handed? Oh, I think he is. Because I was wondering how they would do that scene if he wasn't left handed. Because Bruno Kirby, because they're back to back, so it mm-hmm. kind of works out with. They still could have done it if they're both righties, though. I mean, he would just yeah. be talking to Bruno Kirby's back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, they're talking. They're actually. It's, it's Bruno actually, Kirby does have to turn It's around. actually harder when you're back to back. Because then no one's talking to you. You're yeah. both talking away from each other. Yeah. Well. But Billy Crystal's pretty shitty at, at batting. <laughs> Bruno Kirby was getting some, some good. But they were making contact. A lot. If you if you watch a lot of Billy Crystal's goes right up into the top of the cage. Well, tink. He's not a baseball player. <laughs> I like the scene where they're at the football game, and, and they do the wave. They're still talking. The wave comes through. Yeah, every time. I mean that's such a like it's such a non thing. It's just it's almost a it's just a react. It's just a natural phenomenon that your your body does involuntarily. Like, oh, here it comes. And the conversation continues. They don't even look at it. It's just here it is. And yeah, like, while they while they're talking. And I, I okay. 
So I've never been to a football game ever in my life. I don't know if I have. It never even occurred to me that the wave occurs at a football game. Because you only think baseball games. It's only a baseball thing. I don't know, actually, to be honest. And I was thinking about it. Oh, it even happened at the one basketball game I went to. Sure, it was a Clippers game. Clippers versus, is it the Washington Wizards? I don't know. Or was it the Van? Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I don't know. Back when I went, Clippers games were so uh, not in demand that we were able to get floor seats. Wow. For like, I think it was like 10, 15, 20 bucks. Sure. And the most exciting moment for the entire crowd was when that one random fan who was chosen to try to, you Mm. know, when he hit the half court shot for a Jaguar. Wow. Yeah. He missed the free throw, the three-pointer, for whatever, cash money, whatever. He hit the half-court shot for a jag. Wow. <laughs> that was the loudest that crowd got that night. I bet. That's why you don't have two basketball teams in your city. Because there's going to be one that no one cares about. We have two baseball teams, and people love both of them. Mm, Los Angeles, I'm talking about. They're the Anaheim California Angels of Anaheim, which is not Los Angeles. There's a difference because mm. you got your Orange County people and your LA. County. But you have LA Clippers and LA Lakers. It's like okay, well, that's a little too much. It's the California Clippers. That doesn't sound right. There's the Golden Nuggets, Golden State Nuggets. Yeah, of Sacramento. I don't think they're the California Clippers. <laughs> at all it used to be the la clippers i think there's the california clippers now that doesn't i think make... are they the california clippers of los, los angeles? angeles clippers damn it california clippers sounds like a haircut place <laughs> <laughs> welcome to california clippers okay i don't like this website that i'm on <laughs> there is a california clippers barbershop in modesto I bet George Lucas has been there. <laughs> um, so the music in this movie is great. Lots of uh, standards. You got Louis Armstrong in there. Ella Fitzgerald, maybe. Um, of course, the soundtrack features um, predominantly Harry Connick Jr. I think it's all Harry Connick Jr. Is this his first time with movie music? Yes. Really? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, 89, yeah, okay. Yeah. He, he would have been really old. <laughs> yeah, because, um, <clears throat> uh, at 94, he put out 25, because he used to put out his ages, like Adele. And uh, <laughs> someone else does that, too. I don't know. I know he did 25, he did 30. Uh, I want to say 94, he did 25. So he would have been 20 when he did this. Wow. Uh, it's a great soundtrack. Um, it had to be you has never, I don't know what words I'm trying to say. I've always loved that song so much. And I got it from LimeWire <laughs> back in the day. Cause I'm like, I have to have that song from when Harry met Sally. And then India Ari broke our computer. And then India Ari broke our computer. 
Can I walk with you? Okay. Um, Harry Connick Jr. won his first Grammy for Best Jazz Male Vocal Performance for this movie. Wow. Yeah, he won a Grammy for well, it. Well, I mean... He wouldn't have gotten any Oscar noms because these were not original songs. Well, I mean... I mean, fuck. Deserved. Shit. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, this movie is not the same without his songs. No. Um, What do you think uh, Rotten Tomatoes thought of this movie? As I reach for my tea. Let me see. Mm, 90. Oh, 91. So, yeah. Not too ish. It's in the 90s. That's, I mean, that's more than commendable. Oh, my tea's empty. Oh. God damn. Yeah, 91% Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Roger Ebert uh, calls Rob Reiner one of the best, uh, one of Hollywood's very best directors of comedy. Sure. Said, I, I would agree. Yeah. Okay. And then he does A Few Good Men. <laughs> and he said the film was most conventional in terms of structure and the way it fulfills our expectations. But what makes it special, apart from the Efron screenplay, is the chemistry between Crystal and Ryan. Yeah, it kind of echoes everything that we've kind of said. I did Google, are they friends? Or whatever. I found nothing that was like, oh, absolutely they are. No, they're not. They had it, you know. It's just, there are two people who exist. That's all I could find, really. And their reunion. That was really... From like the 30th anniversary or something? Because who was in... French Kiss. Was that Kevin Klein? For, yes. It was. Okay. I had to double check because I was like, they didn't do another movie together, right? They must not have. No, I mean, not the way that her and Tom Hanks have built a whole fucking... They've done two. I know it seems like more. It feels like ten. Right? It's just Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail? I think so, yeah. Is it You've Got Mail? Yes. Or You Got... You Got Mail. You've. There's a V in there, right? I, shit, I don't even know anymore. I don't know either. Yeah, it's got to be you've got mail, right? I mean... Grammatically, I think... Because that's what AOL used to say. You've got mail. Yeah. <sighs> what are you looking at? Plants. Oh, my God. We're in the middle of a... Um, any other scenes that you just... That made you love... I was crying um the scene where she's a mess and crying i was like half laughing half crying there were tears Mm -hmm. but they were i wasn't like crying because i was sad i was crying because i was laughing i mean that i was also kind of like having emotions it's funny because it's it is played for comedy Uh uh-huh but then if you look at the dialogue it's heartbreaking because mm-hmm. she's like, it's not that he didn't want to get married. He yeah, didn't want to marry me. me. Yeah. That's and very she's sad. like, why didn't he want to marry me? Yeah. Which is. It's um, like um, Rory Gilmore. Well, no. It, on the well, bathroom okay, floor. Sure. And it's also like Huntsberger. Will Smith with his dad, when his dad leaves, why, why doesn't he want, why don't he, why don't he want me? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like. So yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, that hurts. <laughs> Puke. But yeah, but yet you're 
laughing just because of how she's doing it. And also the, with the way that Billy Crystal is just enduring it. Yeah. Because he's he, he also lacks empathy. <laughs> oh, God. Because... Did you find him, yourself relating to Oh, like, 100%. Are you kidding me? Like, where they're driving to New like, York? And- I... I 100% can put myself into Billy Crystal's shoes with the exception of him being a... A ladies' oh, man. A ladies' man. Yeah. I'm not a la 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 ladies' <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but his whole thing of like... But I, but I but I also believe that when, when and women... <laughs> what? That men and women can be friends. Okay. But I also That's recognize, the ultimate question. But I also agree that there's always... Sex component. Uh-huh. All of my female friends, and I have. I, I don't need to know. No, I this. mean, I've definitely had more female friends than guy friends. Yeah, you have. And which didn't. And I've. Which I'm not a hundred percent a fan of. And I've hooked up with like none of them. One. Well, I mean, okay. You married one. Sure. Ah! sure. Zing. Just the way he did too, but I'm Meg Ryan. Uh huh. But I mean, yeah, the, the, I didn't want to say the sexual attention, just the idea that sex exists is always going to be there. Yeah. No, I get, yeah, I th- I think so too. Yeah. But I do believe that men and women can in fact be friends. Yeah. But not best, best, best friends, as Rob Reiner said. I don't know. And I'm not going to be that guy, oh, I married mine. No, I mean, I'm, but I did. But I mean. I don't know. It's a. But I do know that I've had very good friends who were female. Yeah. Who were like, you know, cis hetero female. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. But, like you said, there was always like that kind of. There's always that. There could be a one drunken night situation. You know? Sure. I mean, it never happened. But I mean, <laughs> and, and and there were times where in the back of my head, I'm thinking, ooh, maybe it's going to happen tonight. Oh, yeah. sad. And it never did. But So it obviously was a... But it, it always certainly, been. it always exists. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. Uh, Nora Ephraim was nominated for Best Screenplay at the Academy Awards. But didn't get it. Didn't get it. Who did? What did? What? Oh, keep on talking. I got a, I'll let you I know. I got a feeling it. 89? Oh, what a you. good... 89 was such a good year. I can't even tell you. Um, who wrote Dead Poets Society? When I say I got a feeling... Henry V wouldn't be original, huh? <laughs> Henry V would have been I don't ad- think that adapted. would be original, no. What? Oscars.org. Oh, God. Ooh, the abyss. No. Okay, why are you at Oscars.org? Why don't you just Google Oscars nineteen ninety? I did, and it took me. Then you. I'd rather look at Wiki. Then you click the Wikipedia link. You don't. Oscars was the very top one. Yeah, you don't click the first. You click whatever one says. En. Okay, so eighty (laughs) nine was sadly the year of Driving Miss Daisy. Fuck that shit. Never saw that movie. Um, another movie was nominated for Best Picture that we've talked about on this podcast. Mm, I don't know. It's not Dead Poets Society because I don't own it anymore. Field of Dreams. Mm. 
That one's not bad. Um, Rob Reiner was not nominated for Best Director, as I said. It only got one nomination. It had a lot of Golden Globe nominations. Okay, Picture. but we know about the Golden Globes now. Yeah, they're now. dumb. What was I looking I've been, at? I've screenplay? been proven totally incorrect. Oh, that's right. Dead Poet Society won for Best Screenplay okay. over, over this. Also beat Spike Lee for Do the Right Thing. Oh, that Soder- was that year. Soderbergh for Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's a good year for uh, well, Crimes and Misdemeanors. Woody Which Allen. is why the 1999 podcast does 1989. And their Patreon. Series. Yeah. <laughs> Both. I have more connection to 1989 because I was 10 and I was just getting into like media. It was a big year in music for me. I was buying cassette tapes. With what? I don't know. And I was seeing a lot of movies. I was like, I was only 10, but I remember it so vividly. Batman came out in 89? Fuck. Such a good year. (sighs) Feel the dreams. (laughs) Did I mention that? (laughs) Uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah. Good shit. 89. Last Crusade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good year. Um, but um, Dead Post Study beat Nora Ephron. So. Okay. And that was their only nomination? That was their only nomination. Wow. Um, this is one of the movies that I know Amy Nicholson is trying to get on the AFI list. The top, um, uh, rightly so, yeah. Um, you could kick off one of the... There's a Spen- few you can Spencer, off. Tracy, Catherine Hepburn. Mm. They have like a few like romantic comedies on there. You get kick off Bringing Up Baby. I mean, there's a few movies that can come Keep up. Keep Philadelphia the Story on there. Kick off Bringing Up Baby. Put in When Harry Met Sally. You filled the rom-com slot. Philadelphia Story. Was that the one that I was amazed by? I don't know. Were you amazed by it? Did we watch that? We did. You couldn't understand what they were yeah, saying. Yeah, right? Because of the fucking... They talk fast. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. How So many words. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many words. So many movie. words in this one, too, but they kind of slowed it down a bit. I mean... This is a lot of dialogue. Linklater has a lot of words in his movies, but I mean, not like, I mean, but this is not like those. No. Yeah, there's a lot of words in this movie, sure, but, I mean. Yeah. It's, but a, it's very digestible. Yeah. Because it's written like a series of skits. But skits that... And they're all connected. Of connect course, but... to each other and are very relatable. Yeah. I mean, it, everyone it... knows someone who's high maintenance. If they're not high maintenance themselves, they see, you see these characters, you're like, oh, I know someone like that. Like, or I that's can, me. I can, I can visualize this movie as a graphic novel. That's weird. And but... they do mention that too, because they're talking about, you know, speech oh, bubble. Yeah. He has that line where. Yeah. It's like, I could still hear the words. Like they're still hanging in the it's air. Still hanging, like a, yeah. Like a, like, you know, like in a cartoon. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see this as a... Mm, I wonder if that exists. ...is a series of, of illustrated panels. Mm, someone do it. That would be fun. Well, that would be like a, a fun little, like, weird little Kickstarter type thing, little project okay, that someone could do. Get on it. Do it yourself. That would be fun. Like... I can't just, draw for shit, so I Just wouldn't. pick, like, classic movies and just put it in the, a format of a graphic novel what i mean a lot have yeah because a lot of... well and that's where you get a lot of movies too they do it the other way oh yeah <laughs> how can we make money off of this yeah. i have to sneeze again no i think i'm okay <gasps> who 
Who's your, oh, so who's your favorite character then in this movie? I guess of the four. The, the core four. The core four. Um, I mean, they are. It's hard because we see so much more of the main two. Sure. I mean, I mean, I identify with Billy Crystal the most. Of course. And I, I identify want, with I, I. Not to sound too sad. I want desperately to have a friend like Bruno Kirby. Mm. He's such a great fucking just friend yeah he's, he's a he's a great wingman in this movie his only downfall in this movie are those denim shorts that he wears <laughs> nah, those are great with the table scene the fucking wagon <laughs> the wheel fucking wagon wheel table is my favorite <gasps> oh my God. i if i could have any prop you want the wagon wheel from table. this movie <laughs> he's bringing out don't say anything i want that fucking ugly wagon that wheel was table. ugly as shit so fucking. I mean, ugly. I'm on everyone. And else's I feel side. like I've seen that table a million times. Oh my god! In a million different apartments, houses, and shitty knickknack stores. Oh my god! Yeah, that thing was ugly. If I found one at a garage sale, I we am would coming su- home. We would suddenly have one in our basement. I am coming basement. I put it in the living room. In f- <laughs> right. You can in put your front plants. Of the big fucking window in our living room. You put the plants on it. With plants on it. Yeah. But just enough space <sighs> that you can see that it's a goddamn wagon wheel. <laughs> that people thing was by, fucking ugly. People would walk away. Hey, that looks like that table that's in that movie. You said you liked it. I was being nice. <laughs> uh, Whoever Helen was, I don't know who that actor Harley. Was. Yeah. I don't know her. She's though. in a random movie. Uh-huh. She is like, well, she was surprisingly pretty. Um, Harley Jane Coates. Yeah, I told you Jane was her real name. Oh, okay. I mean, I think, but I think Michelle Nicastro is the most beautiful person in this movie. So, Harley Jane Kozak. Mm-hmm. When Harry and Sally, Parenthood, Arachnophobia, Necessary Roughness, which I used to rent. What, is she the owner's wife or whoever? In Necessary Roughness? Oh, wait. What am I thinking of? It's that football movie with um, Quantum Leap guy. Yeah, and then, oh, wait. God, she has been in... Is Gene Hackman in that? No. This is a... What am I thinking comedy. of? Comedy. Necessary, Necessary Roughness? Yeah. Yeah, isn't there a... He goes back to college to play football. Oh, maybe Hector Elizondo's in it. Hector Elizondo, yeah, Robert Loggia, and Harley Jane Cosin. Because I know I've seen that movie. Also, Jason Bateman, Kathy Ireland, Sinbad, Rob Schneider. <laughs> I used to read that movie quite often. Blue Forty Two, like Blue Forty Two, like aren't they like a shitty team? Yeah, and they're isn't they like aren't they threatened with being sold? Well, they're college, aren't they? Oh. Oh, yeah. Texas State, right? Yeah. So, anyway. Oh, okay. Different movie than I'm thinking of. I think I'm thinking of... I just remember Harley Jane Kozak from Arachnophobia. That's what is burned into my brain. Married to Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels? Yeah. In, in Arachnophobia? 
Yeah, Jeff Daniels. And well, you said John Candy last time. I meant John Goodman, which I was shocked Goodman. that I said John Candy because John Goodman is my man. Yeah, John Candy is great in Home Alone, but not one of your guys. I mean, I love John Candy, but I love you. Love I love John, John Goodman. Goodman. Like he's on my list. He's he's on your list. He's on my list. I mean, he's because I mean, who's on my list? Danny DeVito, uh-huh, which I met. John Goodman, which I have not, and that's it. I met Danny DeVito. I know, and he was shorter than the counter at the coffee bean. I mean, yeah, that's adorable. Put him in your pocket. Take him oh, home. Oh my goodness. Um. So yeah, anything else you want to say about this movie? I feel like we could talk about just scene after scene all night. Um. Uh, I just wanted to talk about Chris Evans' sweater. Um, we will. I mean, we already did. Well, we will again. Oh, no, 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 I know. Will it then be the Billy Crystal sweater? Oh, look, he's wearing that Billy Crystal sweater. I mean, no, I... I think it has... I love the t- just the time lapse because you really get an idea of how they grow together. Because I do like that... I always forget end, that it starts off in... 1977. 1977. And I, I mean, I do like that. Like, yeah, three months. And then she's like, 12 years. 12 years and three months. And three months. Yeah. But she's not wearing a wedding ring. She's not. And you wonder if that was just a goof? I think it's a goof because I think she, I think while they're coming, I think they realize she doesn't have a wedding on because she's hiding her hand. Oh. A lot. So I think it might have just been. And that whole thing was improvised. I think, like, too. I think they're like, oh shit, we've got to put a ring on her hand. Yeah, that scene. Don't was... show your hand. <laughs> That scene was improvised, too. Uh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah talking about the cake, you know. Yeah. And the coconut cake. <laughs> was that a thing back in the 80s? With the chocolate sauce on the on side. On the side. Because it makes the cake soggy. Yep. It soaks into the coconut. Yeah, I think I love the, the time lapse. And I think the ending is super satisfying. If it if it had ended the way she wanted with them not getting together and just being friends, it would not have tested well. Yeah, exactly. I don't think people and they would have changed it then. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah, the ending is so satisfying. People want so, a Hollywood ending. Yeah, you want your happy ending. Yeah, I mean it's one of like whatever whatever it is the seven basic plots. The guy gets the girl. The guy gets the money. They they get, they get away. The you know you get revenge. All that kind of thing. Sure. The, the basic plot premises mm-hmm. and this is one of them and you need it. Not, I mean, yeah. it is the Chekhov's gun of of rom-coms. I mean, can you imagine? Don't like, start a relationship and, and then, then never have it pay off. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I'm glad she... This w- this movie wouldn't have its legacy if it if it didn't have that ending. Like if it ended like... If it was like some weird <clears throat> rom-com noir... Where it ends on a sad note. You know how fucking angry people would be. But here's a interesting comparison. You have my best friend's wedding. She doesn't end up with the guy. She doesn't end up with her best friend. Right, because... She ends up alone. Because that would make her a horrible person. It, because true, that yeah. would mean she's breaking up a couple. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. It does, yeah. Like it's it's as if if and yeah, can Carrie you Fisher's character got her way. <laughs> I mean, that makes her a villain. 
Yeah. And you can't have. He's never going to leave her. I know. I know. They never do. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Thank you for telling you. Yeah. (laughs) She's so funny. God damn it. (sighs) Alrighty. Well, should we? That was a fun watch. Because you got to do with this song because I keep getting the 170s. I know. I think it's the voice. She's like, oh, he's doing it. I'm, I'm going to f- pick one in the. All right, let's see. I'm not going to be able to reach. I'll, I'll you want to bring it mic. over? I'll just hold the mic. Well, talk, you talking to your mic. Oh, oh, I got it. Oh, I can. Hey, I'll her mic. hey, Google. Pick a number between 1 and 182. One hundred fifty-one. Still pretty low, Google. Mm. Oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's a movie that doesn't exist. What do you mean? It doesn't exist. Back to the Beach 2? No, that fully does not exist. No one remembers this movie. No one fucking saw it. Berenstain Bears the movie? (sighs) I've been kind of dreading it because I don't remember what I thought of this movie. Reefer Madness. No. Oh. From 2004, starring Event Ju- Horizon. Jude Law, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Sliding Doors. <laughs> Who else? I don't know. Sky Captain and the World. I love this of movie. <laughs> it's so bad. I love it. I don't remember. It's any- the sucker punch of the air. <laughs> Is Angelina Jolie in it too? Uh huh. She has a patch on her eye. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, that's right. <laughs> She's got a patch on her eye. It's steampunk in the sky. I love it. I remember I bought this movie because I was like, it's Jude Law and Gwen Petro back together. It's talented Mr. Ripley in the air. In the air. <laughs> and I think I watched it once and I don't think I paid any attention because I was like. It's terrible. I love it. Oh, God. All right. Well, next week, I don't know if this is anywhere. Just pretend it's it's a road doll story or something. Oh, it's fantastic, Mr. Fox, but with planes or oh something. Oh, my God. That reminds me. So I listened. This film is lit. They did Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm-hmm. And this is an old episode. It's from like 2019. Okay. But that episode stressed me out so much because like the guy had a total meltdown because he didn't understand what this movie was about. He said, it, "There's nothing happens. It means nothing. There's no theme or message." <laughs> he like literally had a fucking meltdown. But it's Cohen, brother. No, it's no, not. It's, it's Wes uh, Anderson. It's Wes Anderson. I mean, yeah. Who is the and Cohen brothers of single dudes? <laughs> and it's based on a book. It's based on a short story, a, sh- a, a that, children's book that was like told to kids at bedtime. Yeah. Again. Shrek is also based on a I had book. to tweet I had to tweet them about it. I said this I just finished this episode and it stressed the fuck out of me. And they thought it was funny. The, the girl she's like, I forgot Brian had a total meltdown during that episode. <laughs> anyway. Fantastic Mr. Fox is great. I love that movie. And yeah, it doesn't It is a, a it is a perfect. It's come West down to one of those things like do movies have to have messages? Of course they don't. Is it better if they do? I don't know. I honestly have, I don't remember what the, this movie, I mean, if it had one, if I missed, I don't, it just looks great. I love everyone in it. Anyway, we're not talking about that movie because we don't have it. We are talking about Sky Captain in the world of tomorrow. <laughs> Sean is very excited. Oh my God, it's horrible. It's, 
This needs the Snyder cut to oh my make it God. good. God, I hope this movie is like ninety minutes. It's like three hours long. I will die. It is Lawrence <laughs> of Arabia in the air. No, I don't know how long. It is. I have no idea. I bet it's a hundred and eighty minutes. Nope, that's three hours. That's isn't it? three hours. I bet it's a hundred and thirty-five minutes. One hundred thirty-five. I bet it's one nineteen. I and I don't remember who directed it. Ninety-five. <laughs> Carrie Con Conran. Mm-hmm. Produced by Sadie Frost. That's interesting. That's Jude Law's. Ex- I was gonna say, yeah, wasn't she married to Jude Law? Yeah, because his tattoo is sexy Sadie. Oh, oh, cool. The Beatles song. How long is it? Oh, 106 minutes. With credits. So, yeah, 85 minute movie. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, Jude Law, Giovanni Ribzizi. Ribisi. Michael Gambon. So, a wizard, a Bai Scientologist. Biling. Oh, yeah. Isn't she crazy? I mean, didn't she, she had a. She, went, she, she had a. She had a. She's Sean Youngd. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll talk about that. I think. Angelina Jolie with an eye patch. <laughs> wow. Did not make its budget. Okay. So, <laughs> next week, we are talking about Sky Capture the World of Tomorrow. Good luck finding it. It might be streaming. Who knows? I'm sure it's been shelved a million times. I feel over. like I saw it browsing one day. Oh, yeah, really? Um, on a, on a service. <laughs> Quibby. <laughs> <laughs> it's broken up into a little 15 minute. Um, in the meantime, you can um, subscribe, follow, whatever you guys do on your pod. Tell pictures. one person. Tell one person. Who who? Tell one person who knows what a podcast is. Don't try telling grandma. Yeah. No. Or, or Aunt Marge. <laughs> Patchouli. Uh-oh. <laughs> Patchouli. Two. Patchoulis. Um, you can follow us on the socials. I don't want to do the Instagram anymore. You have to. You're no committed one follows now. it, but... No, okay. no, you're committed. Why do we own this DVD on Instagram? Why do we own this one on Twitter? Um... We have merch at uh, tpublic.com. You can buy a shirt with our cartoon faces on it. I wear mine uh, every weekend. You I, do, which is weird. Because I I like the shirt. I wore mine once and I felt so... I don't even... Probably because I have other podcast shirts where it's, it's just like, one of my podcast like shirts. Bands don't wear their own tees. I don't care. You know, I'm like... Mm. No one knows who I am or what the podcast is. Yeah. No one's going to be... I'm not going to be in public and be like, oh, look. I, I do have... A sticker at work up on my wall. I was going to bring one to work and put it on my cubicle wall. I don't remember what I did with that. I mean, you know, and thanks again to Brushy mm-hmm. One String for our theme song. Yep. You can find all of his new albums, all of his albums at brushyonestring.com. Okay. Thanks to Marlene LePage, who does not have her portfolio online yet. Well, she did for, her artwork. For our artwork. Um, I don't know. Thanks to... Our non-sponsors this week, as yeah. kind of per usual. And thanks to anyone who listens. We really do appreciate uh, the person who listens. So. Support your independent podcast. Yeah, hey, man. that's us. <laughs> that's us. That's a lot of people, but it's us too. So um, that's it. Have a great weekend. Um, Sean is fully vaccinated. I'm half vaccinated. We're almost at the end line. 
finish line. That's right. I am fully vaccinated. I always. I, that's not really. Don't you need like two weeks for yeah, it to like you, kick in? Yeah. Or whatever. So but. I think right now I'm probably like seventy-one percent mm. vaccinated. Still, I mean, I'm wearing my mask. Obviously, the stores but, are still. But my immunity is building every day. Yay! My arm only kind of hurt a little bit yesterday, and it. Yeah. I didn't even realize. I've forgotten about it today. Mm, yeah, my. I did. I did feel a little bit off last night, towards the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to bed early. Yeah, he went to bed at eight thirty. Right after the movie ended, he went nay nay. I couldn't even eat dinner. Did you feel icky during the movie? No, that was, was a good distraction. No, because I was distracted and I had the cat. To, oh yeah. To deal with. Yeah. Her psycho cat. Okay. Alrighty. So Enjoy this Harry Connick Jr. something. Hell yeah. I don't Better. know what. It had to be you. That's the only song you need to <laughs> what play. What if I what if I instead play Holy Sign? What is this song? What does this mean? Old friends? Forget about them? But how can you Hope you enjoy this uh soundbite of Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve? It was like the sixteenth um, one or something, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was. Like he says sixteenth. Oh yeah. God. Alrighty, we will talk to you next time. Recipes, Prince Philip and DMX. It had to be you. It had to be you. I wandered around and finally found the somebody who. Are you not entertained?